Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter, host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhardt. It's time for Governor Newsom's State of the State address, but he's doing things a little bit differently this year. Instead of traditional speeches in Sacramento, the governor will hit the road with four news conferences in four days, touching on four different topics. Yeah, the governor begins this road show tomorrow in Sacramento, where he will address homelessness. Friday, he'll come to the Bay Area to talk about public safety and crime. Saturday, it's on to Los Angeles and health care costs. And finally, on Sunday, Newsom will address mental health care at an appearance in San Diego. At each stop, he says, he will announce major new policy proposals to help move California in the right direction on each of these pressing issues. And then he'll send a letter to the state legislature to fulfill his obligation to inform them of the state of the state. For more, we're joined live on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Professor David McEwen, chair of the political science department at Sonoma State University. Thanks for being with us again. All right, so this is quite a break from tradition for Gavin Newsom. And he has shaken things up before with the state of the state. He gave the speech from Dodger Stadium at one point uh, during the pandemic. Uh, is this a politically strategic decision to do it this way this year? Or what do you think is, is under, underlying this idea? Well, good afternoon, Doug. And it's a pleasure to join uh, all three of you today. And, you know, the, the timing on this is, is very important. One is that if you look at nationally the State of the Union speech, there's always some discussion about the president's State of the Union having outlived its usefulness and its tradition that has moved past if you will, the 21st century. If you look at the state of the state and the delivery of the state of the state, often it's given uh, early in the day or midday at a time where it doesn't receive uh, much coverage or much punch, if you will. So there is some uh, motion here that this is politics. This is not politics as usual. This is also uh, the governor trying to cut through on several issues. But there's another element here. And in the background of all of this, right, this is also the start of March Madness. So while he kicks this off uh, tomorrow, at the same time, he's going to be competing with where most people are going to be on their televisions or on their radios listening uh, to what's going on with the NCAA. So why it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, wrinkle. It's certainly political. It goes to the governor's strengths as opposed to reading a speech, given uh, some of the uh, difficulties that he's had in the past with that. Nonetheless, it is it will receive maybe greater punch, if you will, because of the newness of this approach. So he's counter programming, basically. <laughs> yeah, right. He is. He is. He's counter programming and he's creating this kind of theme a day. There are some things I think here that are missing. One is that the governor in the past and his team have certainly uh, paid attention to immigration. Uh, obviously, the budget situation is changing in California. So as you roll out major initiatives, that's going to usually involve some level of spending. That'll be going on in the background. And yet the governor has really high personal approval. If you look at recent polling, he's polling in the high 50s, uh, typically between 55 and 60 percent approval 
But if you look more closely at that and peel away, voters in California aren't satisfied with the direction of the state. Obviously, that's a split between Democrats and Republicans in terms of how they see that direction. But independents hold the key there. And as this develops and as the governor tries to take a new tack and his team, I think, looks nationally, the one thing to pay attention to is when they look at these policy issues, these are all really difficult things to solve. And while they might be biting off a lot here and doing something new or different, on the other hand, it's going to be quite a challenge to show much traction or results in the short term uh, time that the governor wants to produce results to get back on the national stage. Speaking of national attention, we know the governor loves it. Is he likely to get more for this barnstorming tour than for a traditional speech? Yeah, I mean, he, he will get more coverage in that sense. But but look, during under COVID, Patty, what they were doing is rolling out for the first year, uh, basically a press conference a day. And in that time, there was a great deal of fatigue. They've reset that strategy. He has a, a pretty incredible campaign team, but he also doesn't have any competitors uh, here in California at some level. But as he's jockeying for position to, to rally that coverage, to grow some of that coverage on these hard policy ideas nationally, that's going to be very difficult to do when you have things like Silicon Valley Bank and the banking industry dominating the conversation, what's going on with Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, all of that 2024 chatter. It's going to be hard to to cut through. Maybe you cut through a little bit better than the normal state of the state, but getting back into that national conversation still going to be difficult at some level. Yeah, you talked about how hard these problems are to solve. Homelessness, uh, mental health, health care, and crime. Newsom has been talking about homelessness and making proposals to end it for more than 20 years since he was mayor, even on the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco. So at what point is there a backlash against him for what he hasn't been able to get done? And how much pressure is he under to come up with something new? We don't really know what these proposals will be over the next few days. Right. And I think that's a good point, Doug, because also sometimes these proposals in the past that have been a lot of sizzle and less stake. And what I, uh, an example would be renter's credit that applied to very few uh, that were eligible. Uh, some of the uh, COVID uh, protocols and, and how that was dealt with uh, since the pandemic started. They, they've had difficulty creating policy success. And if you want to create uh, some momentum for the national stage, what you're going to have to do is show traction and movement positive movement and policy success for these very difficult, intractable problems. You have 60,000 homeless individuals in the city of Los Angeles alone, 120,000 or so for the county of Los Angeles. That's a very difficult problem to show any movement positively and forward, not only for the governor, but also for the new mayor, Karen Bass, and for a lot of Democratic politicians in California. But there are no Republicans on the horizon that we see rising to, to deal with this. And that challenge, I think, uh, comes to Governor Newsom's benefit because of the political space. It doesn't come at the policy space that shows success because all of these initiatives that they're going to push forward over the next four days are going to require a lot of money. And the legislature has other priorities. Housing is particularly difficult, traffic, and we see the backlash that's going on in relationship to what's happened with Silicon Valley Bank. And the voters are also in a, in a very difficult mindset as we're moving closer and closer to that 2024 election period where we have the primary here in California less than a year away. So traditionally, he usually has uh, the, the state of the state address on the floor of the assembly. I think he's had it out in front of the, uh, the west steps of the Capitol as well, addressing lawmakers directly who have to pass his proposals. Do you think those lawmakers are going to feel dissed by him leaving the state Capitol to present his plan? 
Well, what's interesting, I think, Fred, about this is that look, there's going to be a change in assembly leadership. There's going to be a new speaker coming in when the new fiscal year starts on July 1st. Uh, that'll be an important development. And there are a lot of Democrats uh, that, that have been on the assembly and Senate side that have been looking for the administration to do more in terms of a new relationship. The, the Newsom administration has performed better in terms of its relationship with the legislature over the last year or so. But you're also facing this sea change in terms of emphasis. That's going to create fissures later on after the May revision and when talk really gets serious about the budget headed into next year. So what that means is legislators privately uh, may have some difficulties with the governor, but Democratic politicians are not publicly going to display that. It is more likely down the line headed into the next year. And this uh, sizzle about a new approach to the state of the state or the way he's done it in the past to put his own kind of stamp on it it is an indication of how the Newsom administration has looked at governing. They've tried to, if you will, put a new spin on things while these intractable problems remain. And that's serious kind of level of policymaking is going to challenge them, I think, later on in the year, but not in the near term for Democrats and for the Newsom administration, at least this current budget year. All right. Thanks, David. As always, Sonoma State Political Science Chair David McEwen. The governor will begin this four-day State of the State tour tomorrow in Sacramento. You can hear coverage on KCBS. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.